This week's episode of MuggleCast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash MuggleCast. Looking to start your own website? The first thing you need is a domain name, and the best place to get one is at GoDaddy.com. With your domain registration, you'll get hosting, a free blog, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a MuggleCast listener, enter code RON, that's R-O-N when you check out, and get your .com domain name for just $7.49 a year. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Hello, this is David Heyman, and I'm the producer of the Harry Potter films, and this is MuggleCast. Welcome to MuggleCast Live at Infinitus! Yes! Thank you, everyone, for coming out. It, who's, whose first conference is this? First, Harry, a oh, lot oh, of wow. people. Wow. Ben and I did a panel this morning, and the same response with lots of hands up. You know, what, is, it, is it just because of the theme park? Oh, mix of, mix of things? Close to home, location, yes. Good, good. Good. <laughs> well, we have been to conferences before. I know you have. I haven't been able to go to that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, right on. Well, thanks, everyone, for coming out. We really do appreciate it. Uh, let's introduce the panel. I'm Andrew Sims. This is Ben Shane. This is Matt Britton right here. I can't see everyone. Here's Eric Skull, Micah Tannenbaum, Elisa Monfort, and Laura Thompson at the end. Oh, the, you know, this is actually very exciting. Because it's Laura's, Laura Thompson's great return to MuggleCast. It's been a few months. Welcome back, Laura. So how was your time in Costa Rica, Laura? Uh, it was really, truly incredible. It's something that I'm already missing a lot. I've only been home for two and a half, three weeks at this point. And I'm already trying to figure out how I'm going to go back for free. So, yeah. But it's really great to be back. This is my actually my first MuggleCast since January. Oh, wow. So I missed you, Laura. Time. It's been a very <laughs> long time. <laughs> so, obviously, there's actually a lot to talk about since our last episode. Uh, there were Our last episode was all about the Deathly Hollows trailer. Uh, what did everyone think of that? It was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, I think I like almost the last scene in the movie. Yeah, they, they had pretty much everything in there. Laura, what did you think of the trailer? Didn't get your thoughts on that. Pull my mic over. Um, I thought it looked absolutely incredible. And I have to say, my internet connection for the last few months has been not so great, as some of you know. And um, I wasn't actually able to watch the trailer until I got home. And I was really blown away by it. It was actually my dad. He emailed me the link. And he was like, you know, you know I don't read Harry Potter, but this looks sick. Like, this looks <laughs> amazing. So I watched it, and I just thought it looked so incredible. It looks like they've done such justice to the book, and not just in terms of 
bringing every exact element to the screen, but in terms of characterization and the real fear that we saw in Deathly Hallows, I really got a sense of that from the trailer. Any other thoughts, guys? Ben, looks like you were about to say something. Oh, I, I was just going to do another quote from the trailer, like I always do. What but were you going to say? Oh, I, I don't know. I was just going to be all, why do you live? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I wanted to get internet because we have <clears throat> some things to, to show, but unfortunately the internet's not working, but that's okay. Everyone's seen the ABC Family clips, right? Uh, oh. Pretend like you did. Uh, well, on ABC Family last weekend during Harry Potter weekend, that's when uh, they debuted some new clips. It was a, it was a, a, a bunch of behind-the-scenes sneak peeks at Deathly Hallows, of course, and one of the things that we saw, a lot of the action scenes... We saw uh, big crowds of people running everywhere. Uh, it was really intense. And, like, I got chills when I was looking at that again. And I feel like every time that we see these clips now uh, of these large crowds running place, it's places, I'm personally going to get chills. What did you think, Micah? Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I, I thought it was kind of funny, too, when they were, they were talking about who could run the fastest. They were having a, a joke on set between Dan M. and Rupert. Who won that? I'm not sure. Oh. <laughs> did they say? Does that, did anyone remember who, who won the running contest? My money would be on Rupert. He has a longer stride. <laughs> yes, he is a bit taller. Uh, but Dan claims he won. Yeah. I won. I definitely won. <laughs> uh, and, and so it was honestly, it was just a really good sneak peek, and it's the first of many. WB keeps calling this the year of Harry Potter, uh, which is pretty interesting because we have a year left now. Oh, every year is the year of Harry Potter, says audience member in the front. <laughs> but, but I think they, they're really... I was saying this at the panel this morning, too, that Ben and I did. That, by the way, anyone go to that this morning? All right, nice. Thanks, thanks for coming. We had a great time. <laughs> and to the rest of you, why were you sleeping? We wanted to. We wish we were sleeping. No, we had a great time. Uh, what was I saying? Something about uh, getting chills. No, the year of Harry Potter. Oh, the year of Harry Potter. Warner Brothers is really promoting it. I think what everyone agrees on is that this is, this French, these final two films are going to be so successful because whether you've even seen the earlier movies, you're going to want to see how it ends, right? So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it returns at the box office. Something else we saw at Deathly Hallows related was the movie poster. The first one. It's the first one with Hogwarts burning... Oh, no. Eric, Eric, did you cry when you saw that? Did that finally make you sad? Or did that bother you? Because that's not really part one. My money's on who was bothered. <laughs> Actually, the funny story, I was like, somebody told me that it had been released, and I said, is it just part one? Because I've been looking forward to just finding out about part one. I don't want part two. And they said, well, no. And I got really upset. But then I saw it, and I was like, oh, but it's different because it's Hogwarts burning. So... It- <laughs> Well, totally so, contradicted Hogwarts myself. Burning makes it all the difference. I loved it because it was it was kind of a throwback to, and we did a comparison on MuggleNet, you know, of the first or one of the first posters uh, for the first film for Sorcerer's Stone, where it's them on the lake and looking up at Hogwarts, and now you're looking up at Hogwarts just as in the first poster, but this time it's burning to the ground. So it's it's maybe, obviously times have changed a little bit. <laughs> maybe I'm a bit slow, but like, how do you set a castle on fire, like? <laughs> Like, I don't know, because, like, the whole stone thing doesn't really Lots and lots sense. of accelerant. But honestly, I love the poster. I mean, I think that's one of the greatest ones they've ever done. It, it's so simple, but it's so striking, because 
it actually it looks a lot like the Sorcerer's Stone poster. And I made a side-by-side comparison on Muggle, and I said, here's movie one, and here's movie seven. And it's like the same angle. Castle's basically the same size, so, you know, it's the same uh, length of distance away. But it's just that one difference. It's one, it's all happy, cheery, you know, the beginning. Mm. And then movie seven poster, it's the exact same thing, but the, ha- the castle is, like, burning to the ground. And it says it ends here. Like, it... I wanted to cry. It was the most depressing thing I've ever seen in my life. You're saying how cool it is. And I'm thinking, oh, yay, you're the most morbid person I know. <laughs> I saw that poster, went out and booked a psychotherapist. I'm going to shrink the rest of my life. Uh, any, uh, any other thoughts about the poster, guys? I mean, it was pretty simple, but it was pretty striking, I think. Any more? I, I mean, is, it, is the rest of the promo material going to be like all the emo characters now? Like they're going to be sad that it ends too? I hope so. I, I hope that all the character posters are going to be them, of what the characters look like during the final battle. Well, maybe not, maybe not Lupin or Tonks or any <laughs> oh, of the characters that die. I mean, I, I want dramatic character posters. Come on. Well, I'm sorry. I should have thought of that first. He said emo, not dead. I, <laughs> <laughs> Who all do we get to see die, do you think? Who what? Who do we get to like watch die on the screen? Well, we were wondering with the trailer, uh, some people were speculating that maybe Hedwig doesn't die because we see uh, Hedwig fly away. Harry lets him go. Uh, was uh, that in what? the trailer? What? I just wanted, was, that what? was in the trailer, right? Yeah. yeah. No. But, but my theory was, as I said on MuggleCast, that that's maybe he's just sending a letter to someone. It's obviously not in the book. But, yeah, you couldn't he, just tell Hedwig, like, hey, man, peace later out. on. I'll see you later. Well, because J.K. Rowling said that was the end of his child. The reason she killed Hedwig be- was because that's the end of his childhood. So were they like, hmm, let's see, we can't kill an owl. That'll upset a lot of kids if they watch in the theater. So let's just oh, send I him mean, away. I don't and know, they've mortified be- us enough already. They might as well just seal the deal. Yeah, they can't, well, they can't pull any film. punches. Well, for anybody who's feeling particularly bad about what happened to Hedwig in the seventh book, the uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which is right next door, has Hedwig pillows now. And they're very, oh, great. very soft. <laughs> Every time you go to sleep at night, you can sleep on Hedwig. Hedwig will keep your, your head propped up. Yeah, Goodbye, Jen. I don't know, know which something. one's worse, sleeping on Hedwig or having her blow up in a film. <laughs> I don't know. Throwing back to the Book 7 release, since we're talking about this, um, my mom was telling me that at the particular bookstore she went to, they were giving out little stuffed owls, like Hedwigs, to all the yeah, kids, they, not they did knowing that. what happens. Yeah. It's like, oh. Actually, it was, it was if, you, if you pre-ordered Book 7, I was at a Borders in, in, in New Zealand, and we were giving out, uh, for all the pre-orders, a stuffed little plush toy owl Hedwig, and somebody mustn't have got the memo. Oops. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't be surprised if those things mysteriously disappear off Universal store shelves when part one comes out. <laughs> Unless they just send Harry away. Like, goodbye. So, I mean, getting back to the poster, I, I, really, did, I really did like it. And I think it's about time there was sort of this shocking, dark poster for Harry Potter. I think, again, it's really going to intrigue people who haven't seen the series before. It all ends here. I mean, that's, you know, it's yeah. striking. Yeah, and I really like it because I've really found, especially a lot of the uh, posters that represent the characters for the past films, to be really bad. Just in general, like, they look dumb. I don't like them. Don't sugarcoat it or anything, Laura. No, I mean, they look, look, I don't know, I feel like the characters almost look emo in a lot of the posters. Uh, And it's always the same pose, and it's always Hermione wearing designer clothes. uh, uh, And I'm sick of it. I'm glad to see something that's actually important. Okay. Andrew? He gave me like a Half Blood Prince poster for my apartment, and it's like giant. It's like huge, and it's of Hermione and Slughorn. Okay, 
and Slughorn has the creepiest one eyebrow raised look on his face. Yeah, that's and I do not that. want to know what was going through his head at the time, <laughs> but it is rather disturbing. And I, you know, WB like they have these marketing people that they definitely thought that through. I mean, I, I, they they choose very selectively who they put in those posters and. That combination was no coincidence. I thought you were going to say, like, you took the poster and you put your head over top of Slughorn's head. <laughs> That's a good idea, though. We should do that. But they are cool. I got those on eBay. They're like the, the bus shelter posters, you know, the ones that go on the bus shelter. So they're huge. They're like six feet tall. And I, used to, I had three, uh, Hermione, Harry, and Ron. And they're really cool. And you can get them on eBay for like 20 bucks. It's a good deal. Totally worth it. Why'd you get rid of them? Uh, redecorating. Okay. <laughs> Getting ready for Deadly Hallows, the bus shelters. For- My apartment's where stuff from Andrew's apartment goes to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no, got his old no roommates, kidding. and I got his uh, posters. <laughs> and furniture. And Anyway. Uh, something else we wanted to talk about today was Comic-Con. Uh, everybody in the audience can totally see, like, look how much work we put in the show today. <laughs> um, no, trust me, a lot more. This is just, this is just for you guys. Yeah, it's just symbols. We, you know, it means a lot more. Yeah. yeah. Before we move on, we'd like to remind everyone that this week's episode of MuggleCast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One audiobook to consider is Will Grayson, Will Grayson, the new book by John Green. He's the author of Paper Towns, and he's a great young adult author. So for a free audiobook of your choice, such as Will Grayson, Will Grayson, go to audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast. That's audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast. Um, so Harry Potter at Comic-Con... It's happening. Is anyone going to Comic-Con? Comic-Con is, of course, the big conference that goes on in San Diego every year. It's huge. I mean, gigantic. So many people show up. It's actually outgrown the San Diego Convention Center. But so this year, for the first time, Harry Potter is going to be there. Fitting, because the first film comes out in November. And so everyone was excited. Like, all right, maybe some cast will come up. Because at Comic-Con, cast will come up, will come out and, and, uh, and reveal new clips. Well, the word gets out, and then Warner Brothers emails us and is like, sorry to inform you, but uh, cast is uh, totally not coming to the Comic-Con. Yeah, so barring any major surprises, will they – I mean, wh- it's, it's kind of a shame. I, I thought we, we should have mentioned that because, you know, at Comic-Con, they are debuting, debuting new clips, which is very cool, and we can't wait, can't wait to see those. But it's a bit of a bummer because all these movie panels there always have cast there. And it's, it's exciting to see them debut the clips, not Alan Horn, president of Warner Brothers, CEO of Warner Brothers, going like, "Here's check out the new ki- ki- uh, clips, kids." No, they want to see the actors do it. I want to see the actors do it. Are you going to be at Comic Con? Yes. Awesome. It's a cover of you guys. You're welcome. I, I'm traveling very far. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I, I, um, this might be kind of wrong. But this might be kind I of wrong, but. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, We're Animal Kingdom? Yeah. In Disney? Not necessarily there, but he said there might, there might be some coming because he knew about Infinitus. Coming where? I, he, I, I don't know exactly, but he said that there would be some kind of cast members coming. Oh. Uh, yeah, the to surprise here or is to out. Comic-Con? 
Dan Radcliffe is right over there in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all rumor. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, I just not much to talk about there. I just wanted to mention that, yeah. and it is kind of a bummer. Oh, Andrew, that reminded yeah. me the, the talk about that poster. There was another poster that came out like, about a week or so ago. Do you guys you remember this? You know no, what? what? Dan Radcliffe on, on Broadway. Oh you yes, Eric, the play you were in that you yeah. can't stop talking about. <laughs> so Dan is going to be in how to su- how, what's the name of the play? How to succeed in business without really trying. Actually, this is perfect because we're in front of a live audience here, and Eric once yeah. played this role that Dan is going to play. So oh, can, I feel can like Eric like little... should give us a preview yeah. of what we can expect from Dan. Can you do a monologue? Uh... <laughs> well, basically, Dan's role is. His guy's name is Jay Pierpont Finch, and he's a window washer outside the Worldwide Wicket Company. Huge, huge building. And he's walking along the street one day, and he comes across this book stand where there's this book, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. And he picks it up, and he gives it the read-through, and it's basically a satirical approach to basically how to rise from the mailroom to being the VP and even higher of a highly successful company. So he follows the book's advice, and sure enough, he makes it very high up in the company. So it's, it's, it's a comedy. It's, it's very funny. Well, I wasn't uh, looking for a summary. I wanted yeah, to do You're looking song. for – okay. Do it. All right. So Just give us a sample. How to apply for a job. How to advance from the mailroom. How to <laughs> – what? Go, go, go. Yeah, going. Petty friends. How to begin making contact. Yeah. Great job. Eric. Yeah. Wow. This for book, more, visit crownskull.com. Yeah, there's, there's more, there's more, there's more. Oh, there's more. This book is all that I need. How to, how to succeed. Wow. Oh, man. Can you chill? Eric, Eric Skull. <laughs> Ben Shane is now going to duel with Eric Skull. This Trade is American Idol, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, there was an interview a couple weeks ago, I think, from the producer or the director, somebody who was involved. And they said they were rehearsing with Dan, and like he's really, really good at singing, it turns out. And but, apparently an American accent, I would hope. Yeah. Because it's set in America. Yeah, I guess so. So that's cool. And the first poster came out. A couple. It's actually been on display here on the I digital screens. Does yeah. it look like... Um, the 40-year-old Forty virgin. Old virgin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> it does. I thought he it was d- that at first, and I was like, oh. Looks pretty happy. Uh, so now let's talk about the Wizarding World. Of course, we're all here pretty much to check it out. Has, every- has everyone been? No. no. Yes, no? Who's going tonight? Yes. All right, lots of people. Quick plug. Don't forget, three broomsticks tonight around 11.15, 11.30. We're doing a podcast there. It will be released online, too. So if you... If you- Excuse me. So if you, I'm crying over it. I just can't. So if you do, uh, if you do, please do uh, check it out if you're going tonight. And we're going to keep it relatively short so that you know you can enjoy the the party in the park. Anyway, uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about was that there's been three million riders uh, on Forbidden Journey already, and about two million breakdowns. So. <laughs> actually, actually, it broke down while I was on it today, Andrew. Really? Yeah, for Did about. For about 45 seconds, actually. It was, See? Yeah. It just stopped? Yeah, it stopped. And the, the, the movie was still going, but there was a voice. There was a female voice. It reminded me of the Ministry of Magic, like when you go in the telephone booth and there's that nice, pleasant female voice. She says, Excuse me, attention, writers. The, the you know, forbidden journey has stopped. Um, but don't move because it could begin again any, any minute now. 
and and we're like, <laughs> don't move. It, it, don't was, even breathe. it was automated. So she's like, keep your hands and feet inside the ride. And what happened was then, sure enough, the the ride started to move again. I guess it was recalibrating, figuring out where all the trains were. <laughs> right. Because it was in the middle of the ride. And then the video reset, and we basically, you know, just lost like ten seconds of the ride. But Everything else kept going. No, no, I haven't ridden it yet. Does like Voldemort like pop out of the wall at some point, or no? He okay. clutches you by the face. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're like, why do you live? Three. That's why three, do you ride? Three quarters of the way in, you actually realize that Voldemort's been sitting next to you the whole time. <laughs> that's when that's, I was on it. It broke down mid clutch. I was like, stop her, stop her. But no, there is nothing like that, Ben. Um, uh-huh. But see, this is why I don't think I can ride anymore because I get very paranoid about stuff like that. And if it, and this ride, it takes you—you'll be almost upside down at some points. I mean, you'll be kind of on your back. It's not like a roller coaster because you're on this arm. You're sitting up straight when you start, but then it's like say this is straight and it sort of like goes up like this and twists in a, a million different directions. So if I broke down and I was like hanging upside down, I'd be like, wow. <laughs> This, wouldn't that wouldn't that be like the perfect way to die though on on unforbidden journey? journey? Like, yeah, that's how I went out at the Potter Park. I was like, well, I didn't realize this ride actually kills you. <laughs> but so, who is Eric? What did you think of the ride? Have we heard your thoughts on it yet? Like really overall liked, review, did you like it? Yeah, I really liked the ride. I I I was only able to tour the queue when we did the preview. Yeah, uh, in March, and and we didn't go on the ride, but I got on the ride and I really liked it. Yeah, really how about how about you, Micah? Yeah, no, I really liked it. I actually struggled more with Flight of the Hippogriff than with uh, okay, The yeah. Forbidden Journey. I can't. He tells me this the other day. He's like, it's so rickety. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I actually, I assumed it was going to be rickety, and I wrote it. First of all, it's like 10 seconds long. Second of all, it's very smooth, I thought. The Flight of the Hippogriff? Yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> No, the, I, but the Forbidden Journey was, was just amazing. I mean, the story doesn't really flow very well. I mean, you're kind of going from one scene to the next pretty fast, but I, th- I just thought it was an amazing ride. Yeah, we talked about this on MuggleCast. It just moves so fast that you're sort of just like, whoa, what's going on? So I assume once you go on it more than once, you get a better idea of what's going on. And it's also very loud, so it's just like, wow, too much. Well, I, I think a lot of it, too, is, is the story that they try and push before you get on the actual ride. And it's interesting because the way they are uh, dividing the line at the moment, because it's, it's big on crowd control. They want to only let a certain amount of people in to different sections at a time. It's actually, I think, going a little too fast when you're inside the castle. And so a lot of the things that, like Dumbledore says, for instance, Dumbledore come out and do his thing, it explains that, you, you know, you're the first muggles to be allowed into Hogwarts uh, in a while for a special thing. Also, there might be a dragon loose. And then you move into defense against the dark arts, and, and, and the trio says, let's go on this thing. And you're, you go up to the common room, and in the meantime, you hit the four founders. And I, 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 don't want, I don't want to be fully spoiled, Eric. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you're right. You're right, you're right. I'm sorry. But basically... There are, you know, the four founders of Hogwarts and later, you know, other... <laughs> but that's other, just basically... Eric, just give the, us stuff from other part portraits, one. <laughs> other portraits that shan't be named tell you the story of the ride, but actually once you get into the castle, the greenhouse is right now where a lot of the congestion is, um, and they're able to, to open it up. But once you get into the castle, you just walk right by all of the story. So uh, I think a lot of confusion happens, happens with that because a lot of the story is being pushed via the, the portraits that you meet along the way. Sorry, <laughs> I was doing this silently. Did you have a question or a yeah. comment? Well, uh, I was actually um, talking to my parents because they actually went on the ride after I did. Mm-hmm. And 
I realized that I missed kind of part of the ride. It was weird because I only went by myself. And so they were like, go up these stairs. And I was like, okay. And so I went through the stairs and I didn't experience like all the other stuff that like my parents apparently. Oh, so you went on the single riders. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You missed like the entire thing. (laughs) And I was like, um, I was expecting to go through like different areas of the Hogwarts and everything. And I was just like, um, where? What's going on? And then. The worst part is that I was thinking, well, this ride is going to be slow in the beginning, and I would be able to take pictures. So I was holding my camera while I was in the ride, and I was freaking out because it was like, I'm moving around yeah, and it takes holding you a everywhere. camera. <laughs> right. Well, but uh, luckily, I had the, the little brace on, oh, okay. my, on my camera while yeah. I was doing that, but I stopped the camera because it was recording while I was halfway, oh, and then I stopped and I was like, I don't think I want to be recording while I'm screaming. Yeah. <laughs> right. So anyways, but it was, it was a fun ride, and I really enjoyed it. Awesome. So. Well, thank you. Yeah, when, when, um, when I went on it, I was clutching on for dear life. Like, I, I was very, very scared. How long is the ride? Like, how long is it? Well, that's from start the to other thing. Like, it, it goes by very fast, but, well, per, okay, again, I was, I was very scared. I was ready for it to be over, like, one minute in. I was, <laughs> but I think, what, four minutes, maybe? I, I think somebody said four minutes. I think that's accurate. I mean, it's not too short. It's not like other roller coasters where you go, you wait in line for an hour and a half, and it'll be literally, like, 60 seconds, and you'll be down. I yeah. think it's a little bit longer than that, and it feels, it feels like a good pace, I think. Yeah. You know, I think I was, it's satisfying even after waiting an hour or so. The pace is just right, I think. Yeah. Any other uh, – anyone in the audience have any thoughts about the, the, the park as a whole or any of the news stories we've been talking about lately? We're not moving forward until someone hey, does. there's a there, back there. <laughs> Come on up. Do, 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 do. Eric, sing us another song from the Broadway <laughs> hit. <laughs> Hi, what's your name? Hey, Katie? I'm Catherine. Oh, Catherine. Yeah, Sorry, I was I have a stupid her. nickname on my oh, uh, okay. name tag. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say I love the park as a whole, but I was really disappointed with both um, Zonko's and with uh, Honeydukes. I just thought they could have done like so much more with that stuff. Like the only thing that they have in Zonko's is like a fanged frisbee and then like some little duck toy or something. Duck on a bike. Yeah, yeah. duck on a bike. Yeah. Duck on I a bike. I was like, what? what the heck is this? You know, what? it's duck on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh right! They, yeah. no, well, they, in fairness, they had a few more toys than that. It's a, it's I know, but it was had, really. I was expecting like a really big place full of like lots of you know yeah. crazy spinning things. You know, like they explain in the book, and it just it was like nothing. I was. They, they true, had a true. Ooh, she got a duck you. on a bike. It's not really? Weasley, yeah, Weasley, duck on a bike. Wizard Weasley's. It, it is Zonko's, but. Yeah, I missed Actually, that in the book. I really, I really did like Zonko. That's where, that's where I got oh, really? this shirt that says Felix Felicis on it. Uh, they do have that is a really cool shirt. Succeed, I like that shirt. Which is the only place that I saw that they had that shirt. But they also had uh, there's a hair changing comb. Yeah, they, what's up with that? I, what it is is it actually it's it's like multicolor, like it lights up and flashes while you're doing the thing. But the the advertising on the boxes is 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 supposed to like so you can disguise yourself like a, like a metamorphosis, like that kind of thing. Does oh, it change your hair? It's actually, it's really cool looking. It doesn't change I, your I hair, I think it's though. cool looking. It, how long yeah, is it it's like take, a regular brush. How long is it going to take for somebody to see Universal for false advertising over that kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, they have, like, whoopee cushions, too, I noticed. They had whoopee cushions. Oh, they they had tongues, little inflatable tongues that you could blow up. Like yeah. Tongue, tongue. So they had sc- screaming yo-yos. Yeah, and, it's a gag yeah. shop. It's, it's, it, but it's a gag shop. I mean, what... 
What, were there any items in the books that you were like, why isn't that here? Nothing that I can think of off the top of my head, yeah, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. Should I retract I my statement? I, I, actually, I think the coolest – thank you. The yeah. coolest part of these stores was actually just the detail around it. Not necessarily the products, but what you see up in the rafters, what you see yeah. – um, you know, just just the color, the the window. Um, what are those called? The window displays. You know, the the detail is is pretty amazing. I was going to say that some of the more interesting ones are the ones you can't go into. You know. Like, <laughs> <is> it- <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, for the second part when they add a, a new section to the Wizarding World. Thanks. Um, yeah, I agree. I totally wanted to go into some of the stores that just were like. We're, oh, we're closed for lunch or something. But I'm like, no, they're closed forever. That's terrible. They won't <laughs> let me go in. And um, so that was kind of annoying. But I, I thought Zonko's was pretty cool. Um, I, got a, I got a shirt that says Pygmy Puffs on it. So that was pretty cool. Yes. I was happy about that, yeah. And I really want to buy a sneakoscope tonight. So I don't know. But I really liked it. And I thought Honeydukes was cool, but not as cool as it could have been. I was a little bit disappointed to see that they had like normal muggle candy because that like made a little cheesy to me or something. I just kind of wanted it to have just the stuff from the books. But I really did like the park overall, and, um, I w- and it was kind of crazy crowded yesterday, so it's going to be really good to go at night and everything. And if you're staying here, you know, you can go at 8 in the morning, which is really good because like then there are lines for, to get in the stores and stuff. It's so busy and hot and crazy, but it's amazing. <laughs> busy, hot, crazy, but amazing. That's the show title. Uh, get this guy right here. Yeah, come on up. Whoa, what's so funny over there? <laughs> Busy, hot, crazy, but amazing. <laughs> okay. That's what they call it. They, they describe Ben Shane as sometimes. Okay, guys. I, I want to say, I don't know if you noticed it, but when I did it, it was like, oh, my God. At, the, at Honeydux, when they got the hologram of the four founders, yes. when I found out that actually Ravenclaw had died and Helicopter was holding the cup and oh, the leader wow. had that locket, I was like, Wow, that's pretty awesome. And I freak out, and my brother was like, who was I? Dark Horcruxon. And I, I don't want to spoil you, but yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And that was in the Dueling Dragons. No, 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 in the Tony uh, The shop window. Uh, oh, wow, yeah. I, I totally yeah, missed yeah. that. Yeah, he, he told me. You're, you're itching to say something. What? Like, yeah? Like, yeah, that's where I saw him. Okay, yeah. If, Oh, what? Since when? That's cool. Ooh. So maybe that's their way of making up oh, for the Horcruxes not being in the films. They're going to put them in there. <laughs> Here they are. They were at, they were at Hogwarts. What? Huh. Hey, on, on this day in Potter history, unless I'm mistaken, my memory fails me, uh, July 16, 2005 was when uh, Harry Potter Half-Blood and the Half-Blood Prince was released. That was five years ago. Today. Oh, man. So. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> now, that was, the book, that was the book that launched MuggleCast. Because yeah, it happened it right between, after that. Right after that book, it was one book to go, and that was when all the theories really started taking shape. Because we found out about Horcruxes, or we had some vindication there. And I think from right. then on, it was just crazy. Right? No, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. And speaking of that, we're actually celebrating our five year anniversary this next month, August what fifth? Fifth, August fifth. Oh man! Congratulations, guys. Mm. Oh, thanks, Andrew. Andrew. What are you going to get me for our anniversary? I don't know. I, I can't think of anything funny. Sorry. Uh. I'll give you a hug. Yes, uh, Eric has something to talk about, actually. Yeah, before we close up here, because it is uh, 5.30, we do actually have to go. There's another podcast tonight in the park, another MuggleCast inside the three broomsticks, I believe. 
Um, there's a charity auction here at Infinitus happening on Sunday immediately after the leaving feast. Um, I don't know if you guys have been to HPF cons before, but they usually do this charity auction, which is really awesome. Some unique items, some of them signed uh, from different people, various you know actors across the fandom. And uh, HPF auctions that off for charity, and that's actually taking place immediately after the leaving feast on Sunday uh, right across the hall in, I think, room Pacifica Rooms 6 through 11. And uh, MuggleCast this year has decided to donate uh, an item for the charity auction. Um, what it is is a quaffle from the Wizarding World of Harry Potter theme park. Uh, and it's actually it's signed by all of us. It says uh, MuggleCast Infinitus 2010. It's got the Hogwarts crest on it, which they did. We didn't do. And uh, because it's cool, it's a quaffle. And uh, it says, thanks for listening. So this, uh, this item, along with other items, there's also uh, another item with MuggleCast history in it. It's a uh, Harry Potter Seen It game uh, that was purchased uh, the night of the first live MuggleCast, and we all signed <laughs> that as well uh, way back in 2005. So oh, there are really? some items that play- – yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't know that. Yeah, there are, there are some plenty of, uh, plenty of other items. Really awesome. You can see it in the Fandom Museum as well. There's a lot of items over there that are just – Really cool from across time and space. Yeah, uh, different it, Harry Potter. Here at Infinitus, I threw a couple items in there in that uh, in the fandom museum. There's a signed copy of uh, UK Half Blood Prince. Actually, that's kind of fitting for today. Uh, signed by J.K. Rowling. There's um, something I may or not may not have taken from a set that may or may not have been <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, and there's also some other, there's some other cool things in there too as yeah. well. And I swear to God, if anyone takes any of that, I will kill you. (laughs) Wow. um, And I just received an email from Warner Brothers, and they are taking me to court. So that's good. At least least there's no more sets to visit. Well, I mean. Quick, Andrew. Sell the evidence. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, um, okay. One more piece of uh, feedback, question, comment right up here. Hello. What's your name? Um, I'm Margaret, and for Ben, speaking of charity, though, do you remember about two weeks back for the HBA live stream, how yes. we were oh, talking about... Oh, no! <laughs> Go ahead. Huh? I think Andrew Slack has to shave your back. Oh, no! Because we I got... just waxed my back, so he's out of luck. Face, then. And my fa- well, actually, the deal was oh. I was going to take my shirt off, but then the internet died, conveniently enough. Um... You can do it here. Oh, no. <laughs> Not going to happen. Well, I'm sure you and Andrew Slack can work something out real quick. Um, because Andrew Slack is here as well. Not, not, no, no, not in the room, but <laughs> in this hotel somewhere. But anyway, guys, we, we do have to wrap it up because the final battle is starting soon. Are you guys going to see it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually really excited because everyone's talking about it. It's like the cool thing. Um, so uh, we'd be happy to meet with everyone right after the show, or if you're going to go over the final battle or do whatever you want, that's fine too. Don't forget MuggleCast uh, if you're going to the park thing at 11.15-ish in the three broomsticks. So thanks, everyone, for coming out. Woo! Hi. Because we are live from the three broomsticks in the Wizarding World, this is MuggleCast episode 203 for July the 16th, 2010. so much for coming out. Welcome to, as Micah said, MuggleCast episode 203. This is really special. This is really something. As we're approaching our five-year anniversary, I sit here with my fellow MuggleCasters as one big happy family, and uh, we're, do- you know, we're doing it in the theme park, and it's so cool. So thanks to everyone who came out tonight. 
Um, one thing, one thing to begin the show. Poor Elisa, Matt, and Laura. They haven't had. They haven't sampled their first butterbeers yet, so they're going to do it now. And I want to hear every last little lick from your mouths as you enjoy the floppy sugar. Go ahead, taste it, and let us know what it tastes like. Of course, they're tasting the brand new butterbeer here at the Wizarding World Harry Potter. Not just chug the entire thing. How was it, Matt? Oh, so good. So good. I, I gotta say, Ben, what did you think of this butterbeer when you tried it? It was uh, delicious. Yeah. So good, so good. Does everyone like the butterbeer here? Yeah. It's pretty solid, right? It's really and JP Rowling picked this one out herself, which is very cool. It's very so cool. Good. So anyway, obviously, we want to talk about the thoughts, everybody's thoughts on the park. Uh, we're gonna spend about a half hour here, and then we're gonna let you guys go out into the party because obviously everybody wants to enjoy the party and get their dance on. Let's see, uh, Micah Tannenbaum. Let's see, what did you think of this wonderful theme park here? Uh, it's really just amazing. I mean, everything from the Forbidden Journey just to being able to walk around Hogsmeade, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And did, was everybody in the presentation just before? Yeah. The best thing happened right before the presentation started when Cedric was just down on the front level. And All right, all right, we'll fix that in a second. Can you get the audio guy asking the bumpies up? They can't. They can't. They can't do that. I don't think. Well, we're going to get it louder. But anyway, so at at the theater before it starts, Cedric's like totally just chilling down there, minding his own business. And the guy in the Baltimore costume comes out and starts dueling with them, and the audience goes crazy, and everybody's just like, "Woo, fight!" And then then Harry comes into the picture, and it's a three way duel, and it was so awesome. And then Baltimore died, and the crowd just erupted. It was so cool to see, and like a complete testament. To uh, the Harry Potter fans, yeah. Did anyone else see that? Like, I was totally all over it. It was so, it was so awesome. Uh, who else wants to talk about the park here, guys? I mean, come on, give me something, Laura. Let's hear it from you. You've been going to Universal a lot. Is this? Yeah. Um, what? Well, that's loud. Speak right um, into it. So basically, every year I come to Universal Studios. It's sort of a family tradition with my mom, my brother, and my grandmother. So for the last couple of years, I've sort of just been watching this slowly evolve and it's been really cool um this past january i got to see hogwarts castle for the first time and i was like wow this is gonna be incredible i can't wait to come here in july and this this really is kind of like a dream come true especially for for fans like most of us here who have been reading these books since we were 10 11 years old and now all of a sudden it's real and you're in the middle of it and it's not just a movie in a book anymore you can actually experience it and Ben, when you walked in, you like just got here. You haven't even really been able to try out the rides or anything yet, have you? No, not at all. Um, yeah, I walked in and I was just like blown away. I saw the train, and yeah, it's cool. And you are—you're one of those people who sweats a lot. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I do sweat an awful lot. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure how that relates to the Harry Potter part, but uh, yes, I do sweat a lot. Here in Orlando, and it's very, very hot. Uh, so, how about Matt, Elisa? What do you guys have to say about this? Well, I'm in three boomsticks right now. I mean, what, what else can I say? It's, yeah, it's so, so cool. I mean, you're, you're listening to all the music from John Williams. You're sitting drinking a butterbeer, and you're in one of the best scenes in the Harry Potter series. It's the, uh, it's, here, you, you, want, you want to talk right now? Is everyone... I, I, I dare Ben to try and scale these elk antlers behind us. Will you do it for us, Ben? 
when you know, I'll tell you when no no Universal employees are looking. Go for it. It'll be, it'll be the last thing I do. I doubt I doubt those could hold me. And this I I like this three broomsticks area a lot because it really first of all did anyone think it would be this big the three no. broomsticks no. it's very it's it's a lot larger than you would have imagined and the other thing everybody uh, if you could just take a moment look up yeah if you look up I mean it goes pretty wow. high up there I mean you see the that's, stairs that's crazy that's wouldn't it be awesome if they expand this to where you can actually check in and have a room in the three broomsticks that would be cool. Honestly, here's what I think they're going to do. They're going to take that, the Sinbad, or what is that? The, Sinbad, the eight I'm just basking in the, oh, never mind. I thought they turned the music off. I got very excited. <laughs> yeah, the Lost Voyager area, like, I, I have a feeling that one day they may actually just do a, expand the Harry Potter park out into that area, right? Because, no offense, but like, everybody would rather go to more Harry Potter stuff than to actually... Enjoy the Sinbad stuff. Did I you feel like they're just going to expand, and, and the entire park is now going to be the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, is what it's going to eventually do. What? Um, I know, dude. Yeah, sorry, we're working on turning the volume up to so the people in the back. We apologize for that. Um, so, right now, if we could, Elisa, what, anything else would you would like to add about the theme park? I can't. Okay. My favorite part has got to be the snow and icicles. I think it gives the best illusion that we're not all dying from one collective and fatal heat stroke. Um, but other than that, I mean, I haven't really gotten to go on the rides or anything, but I just remember I've been living in one perpetual rage that I didn't get invited to Hogwarts. So for me, this is just a dream come true just to be here, and I feel like I can be at peace and I have an inner zen now that I can actually see Hogwarts Castle and be at the Three Broomsticks. So I'm just excited to be here, rides or no. That's so sweet. Like, we all got our letters to Hogwarts, and now we're attending. Exactly. Uh, all right, well, thank you, Lisa. Super seniors. We're going to switch out now. This guy back here, this is Ricky from InsideTheMagic.net. And the reason we're having him on is because he's a total theme park expert. I mean, he has been all over. You, Ricky, you really, you run a, a theme park site called InsideTheMagic.net, correct? Ricky, you want to switch? Uh, sure. don't have much. <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry. The mic table is musical chairs over Totally here. short. <laughs> so you run a theme park site called InsideTheMagic.net? Yes, exactly. And oh, what, loud. What, what can you tell us about... you? So you've been to pretty much every theme park ever imaginable, right? Well, I wouldn't go that far, but definitely all the major ones, you know, here in Orlando, as well as uh, out in, uh, in California, is really very focused. Right. So how do you think this compares? I think it's really, uh, really incredible. I, you know, the amount of detail is what has always struck me ever since I've, you know, I've come here now... I don't even know how many times I lived, you know, half an hour from here. And the, it's just the detail that has been put into, you know, all the little shops and here in the three broomsticks. And every time I've come here so far, I've still noticed something that I've never seen before. Yeah. And it's just that much immersion into it. Would you say this is one of the coolest new lands that you've seen added to a park? Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, when I, when I first walked in here, I, re- I really thought this is what is going to now set the bar for the future of, of theme park entertainment. You know, it's, you've talked about, you know, themed entertainment and, and immersive environments and all that, but I think this takes it to a whole new level. I mean, you know, like we were just saying, we're sitting here in the Three Broomsticks. This isn't like a theme park version of the Three Broomsticks. This is yeah, yeah, the Three yeah. Broomsticks. And the best part is when you buy stuff here, and then you go home and you check your bank account or your <laughs> online banking, and you see that there is a charge for five bucks to Three Broomsticks. It's like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I'm not even, yeah, yeah, that, for me, oddly, like, that was one of the most, that was one of the things that really struck me, like, wow, Dervish and Bangs, yeah, I spent way too much money there. 
But at least it says I spent it there. I think one of the really interesting things, and this question came up in the presentation that we were just at, uh, somebody asked, you know, why aren't there Harry Potter characters walking around? You know, why don't we see Harry and Hermione, etc.? And And I think it's really kind of a testament to J.K. Rowling's uh, you know, really wanting to make this an authentic experience, because if you were really in Hogsmeade Village, you wouldn't just see Harry Potter walking around. You know, he's at Hogwarts. He's not, you know, maybe occasionally you might, but they wanted to keep it that realistic, you're, you're only going to see these characters once, and you're going to see them in Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the, my favorite things is when the wizards and witches are walking around outside. I don't know if they're out there tonight, but they have been in the past. And when they're walking around, and you have a wand, and you, like, pointed at them, they will freak out. Like, they, they basically act as if they really are in the wizarding world. And I think that really completed the experience for me. And then if you talk to the Hogwarts conductor, and I talked about this on a recent episode of MuggleCast, if you talk to him, he will, um, he will interact with you, and he knows so much about the books. And he will, if you, like, take out your phone, he looks at your phone like it's the most ridiculous thing he's ever seen in his life. And he's just, they are so in character here. And that, yeah. that was way, like, that really impressed me. Yeah, I hope the enthusiasm from the team members here in the Wizarding World continues, you know, as time goes on. I, I really hope that uh, because of the relationship with Warner Brothers and J.K. Rowling, uh, that, that the quality is upheld over time. Because, you know, in the past there have been instances of theme parks, kind of, you know, a new thing opens, and it's, it's great at the beginning, but it kind of goes downhill from here. But I can't see that happening. You know, this is all about the detail, all about the experience, and, you know, if it stays like this and even maybe expands, like you were saying, into the rest of the Lost Continent area someday, it, it's really going to be something that will draw visitors here for years and years to come. Do you think they will expand it? I mean, they have to, right? It's, you know, they've been working on this part of the project for so long. I bet they're just so happy to have this open yeah, finally yeah. and see the smiling faces. But for me, yeah, that Lost Continent area is so dead. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. you know, you walk through that area of the park. And the rest of the park's great. You have, you know, Seuss and Marvel and all of that. But you walk through Lost Continent and you're just like, you know, what is this place? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And exactly. then you come in here and it's so much better. Yeah, the Universal reps are starting to usher us out because we started talking negatively about their <laughs> park. Just kidding. But, so... I, what, any any other comments about about the park? Not to put you on the spot here. But. <laughs> I mean, I could talk endlessly about it. You know, when, when I first uh, kind of came in here and, and started all, I, I already did, you know, release a podcast of my own that was like a couple hours long of just going on and on. And on yeah. So. You had a couple comments about Forbidden Journey, and Eric wasn't happy with your comments. This is Eric, by the way. <laughs> whoa, whoa. He wasn't happy about your... Uh, the, sorry, Eric. I had to, had to do this. What, what, what did I say? Well, you were saying about in the regards of Forbidden Journey, I think maybe it was just, it was very fast and... and sure. Yeah, I think, I think my major complaint, you know, it's a great ride. It's really a lot of fun, and it certainly sets the bar for something, something new and different as a theme park experience. My biggest complaint with the Forbidden Journey attraction would be that it's kind of just a montage, if you will, of Harry Potter experiences. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not so much like a new story. You know, I would expect with, with J.K. Rowling having put out such amazing books with such elaborate stories and immersive stories that they, maybe she would have, you know, created and worked with Universal to create a new story for this attraction Actually, rather than just that's kind of, a good point. I mean, what if J.K. Rowling was like, and Universal was like, hey, let's write a new story for this. Right. That would have been awesome. That's what I was hoping, and just to see a really new adventure with the group. But instead, it was a reliving of kind of everybody's favorite moments or a lot of the favorite moments yeah. from the past, and, and that's great, too. And that's probably the next best thing you can do, right? right. If you're not going to write a new story, you can't just pick one specific scene. 
Right, you know? and if you if you come up with this, the, the if you go through the hassle of creating new creatures, you lose the you run the risk of people not understanding what they are. Very true. I mean, if they haven't seen them before, they don't know what they're looking at. And, and likewise, there amazingly, there are people who are going to come here never having seen a Harry Potter movie, never having read a book. I've been in the queue with people, and and to be honest, don't kill me. I had never seen a Harry Potter movie until like five months ago. Honestly, I've gotten really into it since then. I've watched you know all the movies, and, and because of that, I've really, really enjoyed being here and, and you know being immersed into those scenes and the ride has been you know such a treat. Eric, would you like to apologize to Ricky because he's an awfully nice man? He is a very nice man. He is right. a very nice man. I, I would also like to comment. I think I said on the on the previous podcast. I think a lot of the story that's in Forbidden Journey is somehow lost on their current the way they're running the queue at the moment mm-hmm. because there are the three separate rooms where, first of all, Dumbledore's office where he invites you in, and then second with the trio, and on the way through the portrait gallery, finally, where there are portraits that are telling you the story of this missing dragon that's right. somehow broken free. And I feel like. A lot of the, the queue, the way they're running the queue at Forbidden Journey during the day, uh, is a lot of it is, is focused uh, in the greenhouse. And once you actually get indoor in Hogwarts, they, it runs by really fast. It does, yeah. So you're going through the, the chambers before you can actually get the, the story that they've actually worked to create. There, there's a lot of attractions that will kind of you know, use those pre-show scenes in, and kind of put you in that room, make you watch a scene, move you to the next room, make you watch a room. Yeah. But since this is a continuously moving ride, you know, there's no stop and start loading, the queue continuously moves as well. So it's kind of that tough thing that you might catch those lines as you're walking by and you might get to that glimpse of a story. If you don't, it's not the end of the world, but it definitely enhances it if you really get you know the full the full yeah. knowledge from all those characters. Yeah, I feel like they should front load the line, as it were, so that so that everybody can can see what's going on in the, in the in the rooms in the middle of the the queue. But with, you know, with that said, I have to commend uh, Universal's team members for doing an amazing job loading this attraction. I don't think I've ever seen such an efficient loading pattern on a uh, on an attraction like this. You know, we're, they're just pumping through so yeah, many guests. Yeah. I believe they're setting records for the number of guests that they're putting through this attraction. It's really impressive. All right, well, thank you, Ricky, so much. Yeah, for thank you on. very much. And I want to say, Andrew, thank you very much for linking to InsideTheMagic.net no, so many yeah, times over the last couple of weeks. No well, you guys had really good coverage, and thank I'm sure you. a lot of people yeah. saw it on MuggleNet. You I know, hope so. Your reviews, the construction updates, all that stuff. Great. So thank you, Ricky. Yeah, thanks. No problem. <laughs> Yeah, well, so Mr. Ricky. Unless, last but not least, Mr. Emerson Sparks is going to come up here. Of course, we all know Emerson. Are you going to? Go ahead. Walk on up. Hi. Ladies and gentlemen, Emerson Sparks. He's so cute. So, well, this is awkward. If I had to summarize my experience over the past day in the park, you know how Arthur Weasley looks at really boring, mundane muggle objects with the most, the purest look of fascination right and he's just never been more excited to learn how how electrical outlets work I I walk around this park and I looked at the chipped paint on the walls or or the cobblestones in the road and I think wow it's so magical it is it is pretty it is pretty detailed so what what did did you hit up all the rides are you okay (laughs) yes did you hit up all the rides? I did, I did. And, and uh, I have to say, uh, that despite the, the hodgepodge plot, whoa, what? <laughs> despite the, the, the lack of plot of, of the Forbidden Journey ride, wow! That, that was how excited I was. 
it was it, it, it kind of scared me. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm going to ride it again, especially when I hear it's kind of like breaking down a lot. But that's all right. I don't know. It just throws you everywhere, and I'm paranoid that I'm going to get stuck right on the uh, right, you know, upside down in exactly the right position. Is this your first time at a theme park? <laughs> I don't go on roller coasters. I haven't been on Doing Dragons. I, I just, you know, I don't go for that. By the way, I forgot to mention when Ricky was up here, they were you guys were talking about the queue. I had a very uh, oh look, there's a uh, owl flying in the uh, oh that's nice. Um, there's, it's a bit odd because it's not daylight, but all right. Yeah, it's a gigantic owl. I think it's Hedwig coming back for revenge. But I had a very odd clash of pop culture uh, phenomenons when I was in the queue at the grand opening. And I see Joey Fatone walking up through the queue, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're from NSYNC, and why are you not like Justin Timberlake or something? Why are you Joey Fatone here? I prefer a better NSYNC member. Anyway, so let, let's hear some other thoughts from the park about uh, – let's hear some other thoughts. Matthew? I haven't, I haven't gone anywhere past this place yet, so this is as far as the park I've been to. Uh, how about some thoughts from the audience? Anybody want to comment? Oh, this girl right here, front and center. Here, t- take this microphone. I command this microphone. Here, um, you want to move uh, move over okay. here. Okay. Um, What's up? What, what's your I'm, name? I'm Tessa. Hi, Tessa. Uh, well, technically, I haven't been on the, the the roller coasters yet, but I have been on the before Ooh. when they were when they were when they were before. Yeah. When it was Lost Continent. It was so boring, and I hated uh, a voyage to bad so much. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I have it on the Forbidden Journey, and it was a long line in the greenhouse, at least. Yeah. But I did manage to hear most of the plot. So, um, so I was riding it, and I have been on a ton of rides like that before. You know, at Disney and that kind of thing. This was the first one that was screaming and got me really excited. Yeah. Uh, because they have every single monster that I am scared of, of the Harry Potter section. Yeah. You know? The monsters, some of them actually, to, to be honest... I was a bit scared by... Here, could you hand the mic? Oh, yeah, Thank sure. You. To be honest, I was not impressed by the Death Eaters, I think it was. Where is it? Oh, Death- Dementors. Dementors. I don't yeah. know. What do you think of that, Micah? I think that, that was one of the things they could have done a little bit better of a job with was the Dementors. And the dragon was pretty scary. The spiders. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did they, you guys notice at one point, they when they do take your picture, there are like these ghosts that come up, and there's like four of them, and they're, they're, they're your faces on the ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not creepy at all. No, no, they're, yeah, that's, they're your faces. Yeah. I, I, you don't notice it because, again, this ride is flying by so fast that you don't really register it. And I was, but I was looking at it funny. I was like, who are they? Like, I had no idea. But, yeah, it turns out it's you. So. Oh, yeah, the spiders spit on you. Wait, Any other comments, guys? Any other? saliva. <laughs> I didn't even know spiders can spit. That's pretty interesting. Take this microphone. Hi, what's your name? I'm Rachel. Um, yeah, I just got back from the Forbidden Journey. I haven't ridden it yet at all until just then. And so you just went in the queue? Yeah, I, I just got oh, back. Oh, okay. Like, I walked in late. And what it you was mean? so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was... I didn't understand it barely because it was just crazy. It was so what do you, so I, I guess it, people, people are loving it, but they're not understanding it. So what is yeah. it? Just seeing everything? Yeah. It's just, it's just like a... a you know. I think they really had to do that because otherwise, I mean, you got to get the Dementors and all that stuff, and or one person is going to be like, oh, well, there weren't any, you know, that kind of stuff. And, but it was really still exactly. Oh, what else have you done? Oh, nothing. I I think I walked in Honeydukes, but then they made us go do the thing out there. So. Oh yeah. Has anyone bought any Honeydukes like merchandise yet? 
<laughs> it's quite expensive, isn't it? Well, not technically, because it's, we all found it at, like, Kmart, but it's not budget-wise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, like, chocolate-covered frogs are, like, ten bucks. But it's pretty expensive. Uh, but way. at least you get the wizard card with the yeah, hologram yeah. and the wizard on it. Here comes one more person. Here, Eric, could you hand that microphone off to her? Hi, what's your name? I'm Sammy. Hi, Sammy. Hi. So, um, I went to... Just hold the mic close to your mouth. Okay. Um, I can't go on many rides because I get sick. Okay. And, Me um, too. But I did it anyway. You should do Forbidden Journey. Even if you get sick, you should do it just because, like, you know, it's the Harry Potter ride. But, good. So what do you have to say? So um, I walked through the queue, though, and I was a little disappointed that I couldn't get to see more just through walking through. Yeah. And, um... Well, that's the thing. The queue, if you don't stand in place at the queue, you can't really experience it because they're kind of like videos. And that's... Right? Well, I got to... I went through a separate line. Oh, you went through the single rider's line? Yeah. uh, Through the... No, they just sent me through a line where I just went through um, just a separate line, like everything that the people who were on the going, actually going on the ride saw. Yeah, so, so what do you think of it? Um, well, I thought everything was really cool, especially the projections of Dumbledore and Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Yeah, the projections look very real. It's actually kind of crazy, and especially the portraits. Yeah, when you move, the, their eyes follow you, and I have no idea how they do that. That is creepy. I think there's real eyes behind there. They just work 18 <laughs> hours a day doing that. And I tried the chocolate cauldrons at the... Chocolate cauldrons? The, honey Dukes? Yeah, at Honey Dukes, and uh, it's really good, especially yeah. the filling. Yeah, they are good. All right, well, thank you. Thank you. Any, one last... Uh, any? Okay, come on up here. Last one, and we'll wrap it up, and then we'll all go party in the park. Hi, what's your name? Hi, I'm Taylor. I just want to say, when you're in, like, the Forbidden Journey line, it's so cool, but when you stop to look at something, people get so pissed at you. Oh, really? Yes. These one people, they were behind us, and they are just like... <sighs> the comment was, people get annoyed when you stop in line to go look at stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't understand, because, like... Just be like, guys, stop, gosh, we gotta listen to Dumbledore, okay? Yeah, and then they just want to, like, keep pushing you through, and it's, okay, fine, if you want to walk past, okay. I guess they're also, it's also very hot, so they're, like, you know. Or and that's very, not too hot. Well, not inside, but, you know. No, when you're standing outside. It's very hot. It's really hot. Yeah. But once, it's kind of cool, because the, I don't know, I guess the building. Whatever. Right, the buildings keep them cool. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, well, thank you. But yeah, and then also, like, it's not as intense as you think it is, the ride. Don't get freaked out. You're not moving too quickly. So I think that's one of the biggest I got freaked out. You do move quick. Don't fool but, them. I won't fool you guys. Trust me. It moves very fast. Okay. Well, I didn't think it did, so. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. Hey, guys. So, like we said, we're going to keep it a short show. We're going to merge this, actually, with the one that we did earlier today in in the hotel. So, thanks, everyone, so much for coming out. And we hope you enjoy uh, the rest of the night here at the Wizarding World. And uh, any closing thoughts? Anyone? Emerson, uh, how detailed everything was? Mikey, you were going to say something? Go have fun. Go have fun. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you.